going to be another fun day here. Uh, we got our Wednesdays with uh, Coach Willett, right? Yes, sir. First one with you this year. <laughs> I know this is. So, uh, Tony, let's let's jump right into it. Uh, let's talk about last week, how it went, uh, some good things that we saw. Uh, we had a close match with uh, Simpson, right? Yeah, yeah. We, um, you know, I, we, that was one we thought we could get. You know, we knew we'd have to battle really hard with Central. They're a, they're a really good team. They always have been, or at least since since I've been involved in in head coaching. Um, Coach Van Clay does a great job there, but we thought we would get Simpson. Um, we just gave up, you know, one pin really. That was, that was a big difference. And we, um, we almost had a pin at heavyweight to seal the deal, um, which was really exciting, but you know, it just, it wasn't meant to be this year. So. Yep. Now he came away with the win, but uh, boy, I think if you would have had two, three seconds more on the clock, I think, I think the match getting slapped. I mean, I, yep. I'm never going to bad mouth a rep, but. He was about as close as he can get in college, maybe a little past close. Yeah, Scold was pretty upset after that. I think he was really disappointed. He felt like he let, let the team down, but he, uh, he'd only been practicing for a week at that point out of football. And, you know, he's the starting, uh, starting left guard, um, maybe, on the offensive line, you know, but football and wrestling shape are very different. And he went out, and that kid's, that kid's tough. He's probably in the top half of the, of the Iowa conference, and, that was a match that we lost a couple of years ago. Um, so the fact that he went out and, and got the, got the win was impressive. You know, obviously we would have loved to have the pin, but um, he was disappointed, but we, you know, obviously had to cheer him up and he got the win. So that was big. Hey, yep. you got, you got the dub and uh, um, things are going the right way, but let, let's drop all the way down to 25 on the start of the day. So not the match that we were hoping for, um, you know, no. they had someone, uh, some, issues at 25 with your uh, opponents making weight and not uh, bringing the full team. Uh, let's talk about that match. Uh, I know he had a forfeit on uh, the first round at uh, uh, versus Simpson, but then he had a nice uh, uh, follow-up match against Central, right? Yeah, Central. So he was supposed to wrestle McChesney from Simpson, who's ranked somewhere in the top 10. And then the Central kid he was supposed to wrestle was number one, but neither of them ended up either making weight or showing up. But um, like I said, Central's a great program and that the kid's name is Posas and uh, he's a very good wrestler. We've seen him wrestle a couple times throughout the year and he's been placing at tournaments and stuff. So we uh, we ended up getting the major, which was huge. Um, and, and Alex, I think that was his fifth or sixth win in a row. Um, so he, he's been feeling himself lately. And, um, you know, like I said, it was a, it was not the opponent we wanted but still a very, very quality opponent. And we, we ended up getting bonus points, so. Nice. Then we went right into 133. Now, I, I was talking to you a little bit earlier about this. I, I love this kid, man. He is a grinder. I mean, you you want uh, to have the full uh, seven minutes. Uh, I think he'll give you everything you want for seven minutes if you can last that long with him, right? Yeah. Yeah, Trevor, He uh, he's from Sycamore. He, um, he was a state placer in high school. His freshman year, he came in, and I think – he was, he was cutting down to 25, which I think affected him a little bit, but he did not have the freshman year that we thought he would or that he thought he would. Um, but then he, he took care of business in the spring and summer, came back in the fall up at 33, you know, and usually if, if a kid's not doing well at 25 and then move up a weight class all of a sudden, it's like, what's this year going to be like? And he, he had a great year last year. He took third in the conference, went two and two at the national tournament, and he's been working his tail off ever since. So. Trevor, 
is a guy that you don't have to worry about in anything. Um, he's always going to do the right things and take care, take care of business. And he did it the other day. He got two major decisions. He, um, you know, the, the Carver center is a little interesting, like the scoreboard straight up above the mat. So you can't really tell off of both mats or both matches. He came off, off and he's like, coach, did I get the major? Did I get the major? Like he's that invested in the team and that concerned about bonus points. And he, uh, he wants it every time. So. That's great. That's great. And he does fill out that 33 weight class too uh, very well. I mean, he's not a, I wouldn't say he's a small 33 pounder at all. He looks well, well put together. Yep, for sure. So the next match, I think there was something really confusing and maybe you can talk me through this. I was there. Uh, I didn't post this video, but boy, it looked like you guys had a four point move uh, for putting a guy in danger. Uh, he was on his back for probably 20 seconds, I would guess. But yeah. uh, what did you see or what did uh, the rough explain to you? I know you talked to him a little bit on the side about yeah. it. I wasn't super happy about it. It's um, so obviously the, the danger rule in college is in those non-traditional takedown scenarios where one guy's technically not in control, but the other guy's on his back. Um, basically, they have to break 90 degrees with their back to be in danger. So they'll say danger, red, one, two, three on the third count it's two right so if they're in near fall criteria then which is 45 degrees they start counting near fall immediately so we thought he was in near fall criteria and looking back on film it looked like one of his shoulders was touching the mat but the ref said that he felt that the kid's shoulders were on our leg so basically like if i pull you straight on top of me in like a crab ride position you can't count near fall through somebody so he thought that the guy's back was on our leg, so he couldn't count near fall, which, you know, I have a great relationship with that ref, but I disagree with him on that call. So right. it was something that we thought we had near fall, um, which would have given us the bonus points. And I don't know how much video you got, but I was pretty heated about it at the time. Um, so maybe it's good I, that I, you didn't post anything, but. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I was sitting there, and uh, uh, I think, you know, just for our listeners, uh, what happened prior, uh, looks like we had a little bit of a scramble going on, and then the, the both wrestlers went into funk mode where they went underneath, and uh, uh, your wrestler, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. Alex Cruz. Cruz, yes. Uh, countered, uh, countered the funk by hooking uh, his foot underneath the neck, which is, is one of the counters that stopped that from continuing. Yeah just, you know, that loop continuing on and on and on. And at that point, uh, just stalled out that rustler on his back for what I, it seemed indefinite for me. It felt like he was there for 15, 20 seconds. I'm sure it wasn't, but. It was but, probably uh, close. Yeah. Close to it. But yeah, it was definitely in my view of it, it was definitely near fall, but unfortunately I don't make the calls in that. Yep. <laughs> so we move on from that and uh, you still almost catch that match uh, with your heavyweight almost putting away. So very good match, uh, really good duel. If anyone was uh, missed that duel that night, and I know there's a lot of wrestling going on with Thursday with high school wrestlers, but boy, that was a fun one to follow and watch you guys uh, coming down to the to the final match of the night and uh, yep. just missing out by a hair. So, yep. so uh, uh, talk to us. Uh, how'd the remainder of the night go, the remainder of the week for you guys? Yeah, that night we, you know, like I said, we wrestled Central after Simpson. We got three wins out of that in the duel, and then we won an, uh, an extra match. Um, Sam Darrow, he's from Oak Park. He actually went 2-0 and on the night. He wrestled one match at 41 against Simpson, and I think he won like 9-3 to or something like that. 
And then we ended up bumping him up and didn't tell him he wrestled 49 against central. And uh, he had a really good match there. He came back with a reversal and near fall um, one six to five against the 49 pounder. So um, that was great. Um, our 74 pounder, AJ Geraci, he um, went in at 74 against central and beat a pretty tough kid. And then um, Alex and Trevor both won in, against central as well. So the score wasn't on our side, but um, like I said before, Central's a great program. And then we wrestled Milliken, who's another top 15 team in the country. You know, we, uh, I think we've talked about it in, you know, with Todd and with Rob, but our schedule's pretty tough. We see top teams in the Iowa conference. We see some top teams in the, in the uh, CCIW. Um, and I think we, we, it almost seems like we front loaded it. Like we'll have some tough duels on the second half, but it's nothing like our, our, our first half schedule. So um, we lost to Milliken in the duel, but we, uh, let's see here. We won at 41 and 84. Um, both of them are our Colorado boys. We got Cameron Hanel and Jacob Badger, who both won. Cameron got a tech fall. Jacob got a, almost a major. Um, Alex had a close match with a ranked kid at 25. Trevor had a close match with a ranked kid at 33. Alex Cruz had a, close match with um a top cciw guy he's not ranked in the country yet but he he could be probably will be um close match there so you know when we go out and i say it every week right we go out and compete against those great teams those tough teams and um it's it's good it's great we're excited about it but we have a lot to do to to be where we want to be so um but the guys are motivated and excited about it and then at Milliken, we also got another two extra matches. Sam got another match, the Oak Park kid, and he got a pin. And then we got to see Josh Woodry for the first time. He's one of our heavyweights off of football. And he uh, he went out and got a pin. So it's cool seeing our young guys go in and, you know, compete against the other, you know, these top programs, young guys, and um, and get the wins. So Nice. How are the guys being in the transition from uh, football season? I know you got quite a few of them uh, into wrestling. How's that going for everyone? It's good. I mean, like I said, with school, they, um, they're in great football shape, you know, but they're all, they're all asking to do extra workouts and we run them through some circuits. We get in the room, cut, catch them up on technique. And, um, you know, it's fun when they're motivated like that, you know, they could just as easily just show up just for practice and, um, you know, just do the minimum, but they're all motivated. They're all excited to be, be on the mat and, and wrestling. Like just before this interview here, we're, um, Daniel Scold and Jack Patton and I were in getting the workout in. So, um, you know, they're excited to wrestle and kind of achieve their goals on the mat. Nice. So uh, we're at the midway uh, term about to end the season, as you had mentioned, uh, getting everyone probably ready for a couple more meets for the season ends or season uh, midterm, the next uh, term ends for you guys. Yep. Uh, what are you looking at for matches coming up? And how do you prepare you guys mentally going into uh, into holiday season here? Um, it's kind of cool. We got uh, we we go to the North Central tournament, um, which is a great tournament. North Central is a top ten team. Augsburg is a top ten team. Um, I believe Lacrosse sends some guys who's a, a top ten team. So this tournament's great. Um, we're going to use it for a couple of our guys to get a little bit of rest. Um, but it's going to be pretty telling for you know seventy four heavyweight. Um, kind of trying to figure out our lineups going into um, these duels in Nashville. Um, that's something that we try to do is, is do kind of a fun trip. So we'll be competing down in, in St. Louis against Fontbonne University. 
um, on the 16th. And then we had to Nashville to do three duels um, at the Gator Boots duels um, on the 18th. And then it's kind of cool because the guys, it's kind of like one last hurrah before they go home for, for Christmas and kind of recharge and rejuvenate their bodies and get in with their high school teams and, and, and talk to some of their guys and some of their old coaches. And um, then they come back and, and gear up for the second half of the year. Love it. Now uh, you had mentioned a pretty heavy front front end loaded season. You had this, uh, this year, uh, what are we looking at in the second half? And uh, what are a couple of wrestlers that I want to keep my eye on, or I want my, my uh, listeners to keep their eye on that, that are, you know, the dark horses coming out that you're really surprised with. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we will open up 2022 with uh, a duel at home against Carthage and, and Rob and I talked a little bit about it. We're going to do a youth night that night. So in the next week or so, we're going to be putting out some information on that. So we'll do a clinic the weekend before, um, which will be January 2nd. And then we're going to do some type of meet and greet autograph signing, whatever. And everybody who comes to the youth youth uh, clinic will get into the duel for free and stuff like that. Um, so we'll, we'll finish up our conference schedule. We've wrestled the three toughest conference schools. Um, well, Wheaton's pretty tough too, but uh, Elmhurst, Milliken, and, and North Central and us have been the top four in the conference the last two years. But So we'll finish up our conference schedule. So hopefully we can win out in the conference schedule. Um, then we wrestle some open tournaments. Um, and then the big, the big regular season one is the Pete Wilson invite. That's the one that we, we mark on the calendar every year. That's like a, a 30, 30 some team tournament. It's all D three. So if you're winning the Pete Wilson, you're going to be pretty much an all American. Um, so that's a fun one. And then obviously the, the conference tournament regionals and, and nationals in, in Cedar Rapids. So, but and that, that um, is in far, Cedar Rapids. As, what was that? I'm sorry. That is in Cedar Rapids. You said this year, the national tournaments in Cedar Rapids. Yep. Yeah, it's always been something that I've wanted to try to do at the Tax Layer Center. We just got to, you know, get some community support and, um, you know, hopefully we can we can talk the Tax Layer people into doing a wrestling tournament versus a concert or something like that, because I think it would be a great place for it. But um, I forgot about the dark horses part. The uh, the kind of the kind of fun part for us is, you know, we're in the Iowa Conference, which is or not the Iowa Conference, but the Iowa Regional, um, which is the toughest in the in the country. Um, so it's kind of cool because I think we have guys who can make it out of the tournament um, to the national tournament, but we're kind of all dark horses. You know, we got Alex in the rankings right now. Trevor is right there. I think Alex Cruz is close. Um, I think a guy like AJ Geraci can be right there. I think our heavyweight can be right there, um, you know, and, and obviously they'll have to put a great tournament together, but um you know, it's, it's, it's kind of fun because I wouldn't be surprised if we had multiple guys at the national tournament, um, but we could very easily not have any at the national tournament. So um, we're just, you know, kind of gearing up and like I said, getting ready for that, that, that last push. So. Um, side note here, you had mentioned about the conference. I mean, you guys, there's no doubt it's the toughest uh, uh, way through to get into the national tournament, probably anywhere in the U S is what I'm guessing on the D three level my personal opinion, uh, what the teams you have there. Uh, do you foresee that ever changing rather than, because right now it's the top three, I believe, uh, get yeah. through. And you could have easily five, six ranked guys 
in in your bracket to get through and you're someone's going to be left behind almost in every bracket every year yeah. so um do you ever see that changing to more of the way a d1 program runs where um they can say it's a heavier weighted schedule yeah i hope so i mean i go through the d3 rankings every now and then and look at this and um of the regionals this is the last one that i went through the the lower midwest regional has 58 guys who are ranked in the top 26 in the country okay 30 of them are in the top 10 okay so we have one two three four in the top 10 at 25 three in the top 10 at 33 one two three four in the top 10 at 41 there are weights that have five guys in the top 10 in the country. So you have two top 10 guys at some weight classes who won't even qualify for the national tournament, which is pretty nuts. So it is, it's almost like, you know, yeah, it's unfair, you know, but if we get a guy through to the national tournament, chances are they're going to be an all American. So like it sucks because some of the guys that are, are here and, and even at other schools in the, in the lower Midwest, they don't get the recognition that they deserve. Um, but you know, that's the way it is now, but I would love for him to do some type of RPI, but the hard part is, is like, unless it's an RPI and they do it based on last year's results or whatever, that's what, how, how they used to do it is you'd get so many automatic qualifiers and then so many wild cards based on the previous years. Um, but then say you have three teams that are senior heavy and then all of a sudden their backups aren't as good and, you know, programs fluctuate from year to year. So, um, that's not necessarily the fairest way to do it either. So I think no matter what, there are going to be people who love it, people who hate it, people who, you know, advocate for the system that's in place, people who complain. So it's just one of those things like, again, I, I don't make the calls. I don't make the decisions, but we just kind of deal with how it is. Yep. So, yep. Hey, got to beat the best to be the best, right? Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, um, other news uh, going on at, at Augie, uh, you just got a new president uh, uh, of the university, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, president Balls has been here for 16 or 17 years now, and he's done a lot of stuff for the school. He was a great funding, uh, fundraiser. He, um, you know, I, I think the Gerber Center is a new building under his watch. We did some renovations on the Hanson Hall of, Sci uh, Hanson Hall of Sciences. We did the new pool. We did all kinds of different stuff to improve the school. And um, it's, it's hard seeing him go because I've been here for five years now and we, we've built a little bit of a relationship, but um, everything I've heard on this new president has been great. So she comes from, what did I tell you? Nazareth, I think out in New York. So right. she's been to a few different places, but um, we actually just got an email from the, the president of Nazareth saying that he's really sad to see her go, but their loss is our gain is what he said. So um, kind of cool, kind of exciting. So that'll be excellent. Uh, hopefully at East coast uh, wrestling mentality comes over with her too. And uh, uh, we'll keep uh, funding our uh, incredible wrestling program. We got it Augie as well, right? Yeah, for sure. Hopefully. <laughs> well, coach, we got anything else uh, going on that they want to touch base on? No, I mean, just be on the lookout for, um, the youth night stuff, we want to, we want to pack that place with all the local, you know, middle school, elementary, even some high school kids if they're interested, but, um, we should, should have a good crowd for the Carthage duel. That's on, yes. uh, January 6th. All right. So January 6th, uh, definitely want to pack the house. Uh, if you get kids that are interested in going to a youth program, 
uh, uh, to uh, do wrestling the week before, correct? Yeah, we'll do um, we'll do a only girls clinic and then an only guys clinic. Um, and Carthage has men's and women's program as well, so we'll do, you know, uh, maybe not like a true duel against the women's team because we're both fairly you know smaller. Um, but the the duel against uh, the men's team will be a full duel. Um, and like I said, we'll do the the only girls clinic, only guys clinic, and then that Thursday we'll be wrestling at the Carver Center. So. Great opportunity for a lot of young wrestlers. And uh, if anyone has uh, not been to the Carver uh, Center yet, uh, there's not a bad seat in that house. And uh, we'd like to see that place get loud and rowdy. So yep. let's pack the house, right? For sure. All right. Thanks again, Coach Tony. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you in the near future, okay? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Thanks, Coach. Yep. See you.